0: This week on Kettle of Fish, actor, impressionist, and comedian strangling Jack stops by to talk about leaving an impression on the youth of today.
1: Welcome to our after show, we call Kettle of Fish, the no politics laughter show, it's time for Kettle of Fish, no debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish, it's like a willy walk us like a trip, so hooray for Kettle of Fish. All right, guys, welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show where we chat with actors, comedians, artists, scientists, musicians, magicians, models, and even astronauts about life, love, and a creative process. I am your seafaring podcasting captain of the internet airwaves, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you as always from the top of Meth Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce <laughs> my apple bobbing, pumpkin carving, T- um, twerk or treat. Can you believe that's a thing now? Producer, the razor blade to my three musketeers bar, the fabulous D.
0: <laughs> so yes.
1: there's three words that have ended America, it's twerk or treat. I'm out of here. I'm done. Uh,
0: you know, well, I I don't know how many people have seen it, but there are glitter pumpkin bottom bottoms, so...
1: Well, last year it was glitter boobs, right, for mm-hmm. Halloween. This now year glitter it's glitter pumpkin. butts. And I'm like, wow, I, like, if you're following that trend, I hate to see what Groundhog's Day is going to bring us. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that and let your imagination fill in you know, the Mad lip <sighs> I
0: think, one. I think the fashionistas of Instagram are just getting bored at this point because I don't know how much you notice, but they have, like... There's this one chick that was rocking, trying to rock, um, eyelash extensions in her nose. Um, there was, there have been a few people who like basically brush their eyebrows out so they look like werewolves, and let it go at that. Um, every color of every possible face cream powder you can think of, all at once. It just, I don't think. I don't think we know what's going on, at least in well, the beauty world right now. I could wear a trash more broadly, and be hot couture, so.
1: More Just broadly, saying. the revolution won't be televised, but That's it will right. be tweeted, Instagram, than on a rambling Facebook rant.
0: Of course. So we have that to look
1: forward to. Of
0: course. And That's don't forget revolution. Snapchatted, because there will be Snapchats all day, every day. It will not be on YouTube. YouTube does not allow those things.
1: But you can see the decline on like everybody has a defining moment in their generation. Right. So Mm -hmm. like for my dad's generation, it's like I remember where I was when Kennedy was shot. And for my generation, it was like I remember where I was when a challenger blew up. And then like for your generation, which is a little bit behind mine, it's like I remember where I was. Desert like storm. it started going downhill like 9 11 yeah and then it, it, yeah. it started degrading to. i remember where I was when oj got arrested well yeah. i remember i was when kanye and got married yeah so you could see like now it's be gonna be to i remember
0: where i was when kanye was rapping in the white house
1: yeah I'm dropping sure. f-bombs in the white house yeah yeah so we're definitely on a decline idiocracy is yeah. here
0: yeah, right. it's, it's a documentary these days, not so much a comedy movie. Oh, which I've been
1: saying that for years. All sad. right. Fern's not here. Don't know when she would be back. Don't know if she'll be back. Um, the whole tin can media thing is up in the air. I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to be doing something no matter what. But as it exists today, who That's knows right. what's going to happen? Everything's crazy right now. <laughs> um no you, you can't shut me up never gonna
0: give us up never
1: gonna give you could up. staple my lips together and you would probably literally hear my voice coming out of my asshole like it's <laughs> impossible to shut you, me up.
0: <laughs> you'd be like the guy on hocus pocus with his mouth sewn shut and he's like num, 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 the whole time it's funny
1: i would <laughs> teach my asshole how to yodel and chew bubble gum at that point you know, because you like like if you go blind, your other sentence is heightened. Mm-hmm. If I lost my mouth, my asshole would have to become my new mouth. I would be like <sighs> the daredevil of sphincters is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
0: And on that lovely note, holiday
1: image. All right. Where <laughs> can everybody find us online?
0: Uh, yes. Everyone can always go to their address bar and type in the simple little www.tincan.media and push enter. That's it. That's all. There's nothing more. Stop overthinking it. Shut up. Um, or <laughs> you can also download the Castbox.fm app. Or also on iTunes, you can find our Kettle of Fish and Musical Osmosis shows, and very soon you will be able to find much more of the Tin Can um, as we are ever-expanding and um, coming up, starting... Like pr- board. We're like we the
1: Borg. We're the Lawnmower Man.
0: Yes resistance is we're
1: becoming a collective you it's the tin can collective we, we are, are going to assimilate everyone we absolutely are and this week we world.
0: are going to assimilate uh mama creepy herself will be debuting mama creepy's corner and she's actually got some really cool interviews like right out the gate um i'm pretty excited to hear the new mama creepy's corner which of course will be on tin can.media um, and then we're going to work on, I'm going to work on, because I'm the one that does those things, um, getting everybody up on CastBox and iTunes. and
1: Yeah, her know. first episode is with, um, you know, the owner, leader, uh, iconic Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Yes,
0: Film. I'm kind of, kind of digging that. I'm like, how the hell? did
1: she landed she just came back from doing a con with him too yes. all right well she uh, we'll move on beyond that we'll have that up on Halloween let's get today's yes, guest I mean, I... in here everybody knew him from Evil Dead Live out in Vegas now I thought he was in Vegas just or not Vegas New Orleans I found out now he's in Florida Let's get Chris strangling Jack Weidman Ooh. in here Chris what's up Hey hey
2: how you guys doing
1: mm-hmm. Good man happy Halloween. <laughs>
2: Happy, happy Halloween!
1: <laughs> so much to talk about. Um, let's start here because I just found this out today. I thought you were still in NOLA,
2: in New Orleans. You're in Florida now. What happened? Oh yeah, we we just can't can't find decide where do we want to stay. Although actually, when we we came out to uh, to Orlando to visit a friend on a vacation, mm-hmm. and me, me and my uh, my fiance just fell in love with the place and. Aww. Uh, they they invited us out to to stay with them until we got an apartment and the rest was set.
3: Aww,
1: right on. What's the culture like? The comedy culture I guess cuz you have a lot going on. So I guess Orlando is agreeing with you. What's the comedy yeah. culture like there versus New Orleans cuz I you know me and D like kind of our end game is to move to grow old and die in New Orleans. The
2: big Oh okay. Well uh, uh, there's uh, In New Orleans, there's still a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's a very southern state, mm-hmm. but, uh, but um, Nor- well, Louisiana is a southern state, but New Orleans itself is all over the place. You know, there's, right. there's everybody for everything out there. So you get a, a, a much larger mixed bag, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pro-Trump stuff and everything. I don't know how political you want to get, but there's, <laughs> there's a lot of those guys. Anybody that lives outside of New Orleans proper is going to be a very cowboy comedian. Um, uh, Orlando, on the other hand, uh, it feels like California did 10 years ago. Hmm. So like, (laughs) first of all, yeah, like weed isn't legal. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but, but, uh, it's, it's a very progressive town. So there's a, a lot more, um, uh, fun comedians, if you if you have more of a progressive mindset, I'm not not sure what your listeners have. I, I think I have a feeling I know what you're, <laughs>
1: you're Oh, trust um, me, dude. Everybody knows how um, liberal I am. No, no, yeah. Nobody who voted for Trump is listening to this show. I and know. if they were, yeah, they, after that sentence, they they're not you. listening to this show.
0: That's
1: right. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: the way we like it. Because um, if you still support the Cheeto Man, well you're not gonna i like mean i'm
1: all inclusive dude like if, if somebody wants to listen to our show i'm all for it as long as they're not gonna send me hate mail or something but yeah i did i have a feeling that they're not gonna dig my sense of humor yeah they're not gonna be into my yeah. shtick if they're into trump especially they're a different not kind a of hate camp. package because
0: <laughs> it, it is almost the holiday exactly. season let me tell you if a package comes in the mail i know exactly where it's coming from i know exactly who it's from and exactly what it's in it and if i don't I'm probably just going to leave it where it is. I'm just saying. It was time to teach
1: our dog, Squirrel, how to sniff out bombs. There you go.
0: There you go. Oh, I I'm feeling I so don't have too there.
2: much to worry about. <laughs> you're not, yeah. you're not Robert De or anything like that. Yeah, you know? we're not. You, you're, you're, right close. you're close. You're close. You guys are getting there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's one thing Ten more years and bombs. you guys will start getting some bombs. And for yeah. now, for now, you guys are probably safe. <laughs> if,
1: if there's one thing that our failures to make it in the entertainment world has afforded us, we don't have to worry about being important enough to send bombs. to. <laughs>
2: Hey, Silver lining, Thank baby. You. Silver lining, <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, Orlando is a lot like uh, California was ten years ago. It's uh, it, it's it's very progressive. Um, I, the state itself is a mixed bag, and parts parts of the state, especially up in the Panhandle, are are super redneck. But <laughs> you know, a lot of <laughs> rags. But out here, it's 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 pretty cool. is it, is a good blend, mostly per, progressive. But it also hasn't gotten to the point where, like in California. Like uh, I don't know how you feel about like the social justice warrior types that are <laughs> they're not here yet, so it's, oh, it's, it's pretty good because I think those guys, like as liberal as I am, I, I see those guys, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're making us look bad, you know what I mean? right? like, like I know the yeah, the right hates the the, uh, the social justice warrior types, but I'm like, we hate them more. Yeah. <laughs> because they're they're screwing us up, just like I'm sure there's plenty of uh, Republicans that aren't racist, aren't sexist and and are are decent people. And I'm mm-hmm. sure they must hate the racist, sexist, horrible Republicans more than we do just because it makes them look bad. You yeah, know, I think they're a lot
1: more acceptive of their bad apples than we are of our bad apples
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you saw that play them. out
1: right al Franken was out like as soon as he got like oh you took a picture pretending to grab someone's boobs 40 years ago you're out and yeah exactly for james Gunn. yeah sometimes I don't a think
2: joke
0: it's a is just thing. a joke you know well, like yeah, let me yeah.
1: tell you my um dispute Was a social justice warrior, and I'm going to stay professional and keep names out of it, when that stuff went down with Chris Hardwick, and I don't know how much of you know about the thing that went down with that cosplay model he used to date and Chris Hardwick, I had um, an interview on one of the Nerdist shows, and the stuff happened so quick. Like, this girl didn't even say his name, and Nerdist had scrubbed him from the website, took him off as the founder. Like, they really fucked this dude. So I wrote Nerdist a letter... And I said, hey, man, if you're not even going to wait for the facts to come out, go ahead and take my interview off your network. And, of course, they ignored me. They could take 400 Nerdist podcasts down, but they couldn't take my one shitty little podcast off their network. But I had made a yeah, copy of, of it, and I posted it and tagged Nerdist to let everybody know, hey, I'm not down with – now, if, they, if he goes through the process and he finds out he did what they, you know, she claimed he did, which, of course, it ended up it was all bullshit – and he's back on AMC and everything, then fine. But, you know, to just destroy the guy, try to burn the guy's career, and he's got Hearst money, so I'm sure he's not ever going to be hurting. But to burn the guy's career down over one flimsy allegation from somebody desperate to get in the spotlight, I thought was wrong. Long story short, I had an interview with – one of these types of social justice warrior people, and when I posted that, she was like, "Oh, oh, you're pro rape? Forget it! I'll never call into your show." And she canceled. I'll be like, "No, so, we're not oh my pro rape. I'm definitely not a fan of the social social justice no, warrior." Because you know people what, Yeah, paint I, party.
0: my problem is that if I have a friend who, I mean, they're a new friend and they're so uncomfortable around me that they're not sure if they can just share a joke with me that they found funny, that's a problem because I have a dirtier mind than most people anyway. And if you show me a a semi-dirty joke that you wouldn't show to anybody else, that happens to be around but you show it to me because you trust me it's because you know good and well i don't care so look well, how insane that joke.
1: is right you got one side that's like you can't tell a dick joke or it's like misogyny or like a pro-rape joke if you just tell a typical like 1985 dick joke and then you have the other side walking up to five-year-olds and like screw political right. corrective suck my balls five-year-old and it's like
2: oh, <laughs> So extreme on either side, yeah, so but that, i actually have a uh, a really bad story about the uh the s j w scene, okay, so a buddy of mine uh, was working uh with starburns, who's the company that does like Rick and Morty community oh, and all I that love stuff them.
3: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, but he he got fired because he uh complimented a girl on her haircut, huh? right, and she said that she was uncomfortable with people complimenting her on her physical appearance then what would she get her hair to?
1: What if you're yeah, uncomfortable exactly. not why getting
2: you get to her did? <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. What if you're uncomfortable not getting complimented? What if I'm like, hey man, yeah, I got exactly, a That's- exactly. I was
0: so pissed off the other day because it took like three days for anybody to notice that I changed my hair color. Mind you, I do change my hair color a couple times a month, but still, I was like, a
1: couple times a month, your head's like a fucking mood ring.
0: <laughs> you change your hair color. Every other day. <laughs> hey, I have. You know what? I have grays. They're very aggressive so i try to be aggressive back but i have to i can only use like manic panic because it's vegan and super safe for my hair and stuff so i mean like what choice do i have like it's either that or go silver do I really want to go there like really because i don't want to go there anyway no i it just i feel like i shouldn't have to feel like i as a woman can't even compliment someone of the same or even opposite gender because they might take offense to that. Like, I. I But you bring
1: up a good point too, and this is a good segue because I wanted to talk about your new project, um, Blue Comedy TV. Oh my God. And when I was watching the trailer for it, which is fucking amazing, by the way, the thought (laughs) going through my head, the little soundtrack thing going through my head was, is Strangling Jack putting this out as a rebuke? To PC, social just warrior culture? Are you worried about, whoa, if we push things too far, is someone gonna come and try to hard wick us and burn our lives to the ground? What was your mind frame in creating this? Because this does kind of make a mockery of that whole, you know, SJ, what is it, W scene, right?
2: Yeah. And well, actually, it's, it's an idea I had about 12 years ago, and I started working on it then. Uh, but I, I had conflicts with a with a person that wanted to be involved in it, but wanted to take much larger than they than they earned, basically. And uh, so I, I let it die. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah. And so now, now that I don't have that conflict anymore, and so I want to get it going. Uh, but uh, it, so the idea has always been the same. But now it it works very well with the current political scene, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that's desperately needed now even more than it was 12 years ago. Like back then, the, the big idea was that uh, there isn't really a place for blue comedy. You know, like any of the major networks, you, you, you know, you got to be whitewashed. You got to be very clean. Uh, I mean, now they have like some stuff on Netflix and Amazon, which is actually where it would be is on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but it would be more to get those guys uh, a, place, a place to speak, and especially uh, it focuses more on uh, a lot of the newcomers, a lot of the people that are unknown. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, celebrities on there. We've got, like, Bruce Jingles, Ryan D. Miller, um, some some bigger-name comedians. Mm-hmm. But most of them are just really good comedy sketches from people that you, you haven't heard of yet, and they need to have some time in the spotlight so that you will hear about them.
0: Right on. And, you know, i got to ask, yeah. like, what – I mean, so I, I'm kind of in the middle there because Nick knows that I will go off on some shows that just – have nudity or sex or you know dick jokes or whatever just to have them how do you tell yeah. that line between oh, what's yeah. funny as shit and what's just gratuitous like have you yeah, guys found that's, it that's hard exactly... to stay in the middle
2: not really because I mean uh I've got a lot of experience in comedy and it's mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of tell the difference between someone that's just being being raunchy to be raunchy and someone that's actually telling a good story or telling a good joke. Like Andrew uh, and Dice actually,
1: Clay couldn't pull that off today.
2: Yeah exactly. <laughs> now there, there are some sketches of his, like some bits of his that, that are, are uh, intelligent enough to actually show on the show but that's something that we very much steer away from is the idea of just being stupid you know what yeah. I mean and uh, there, there's no there's no nudity on the show you know it's just it's just filthy language uh, but there's a lot of really intelligent uh, comics that that use filthy language because because it, it has uh, it has more power to it, you know what I mean? More oomph, um, and uh, and I think that's that's more of the direction we go, and we're, and we're staying away from like people that are like very sexist or or like uh, the the jokes that are just about you know banging bitches and all that stuff. Like sure that's blue, but it also sucks. Yeah. You know? So we want, so we want to find the ones that are that are funny. They're they're out there. They're they're uh, against the edge. You know what I mean? Um, and now, and really an, should be seen more.
1: Is this a YouTube show, or is this going to be like an actual platform like Funny or Die? Because when I was watching a trailer, it seemed like you had a bunch of different. Types of genres stitched together in that trailer, and I th- I saw yeah. more as like a funnier or die platform, or is this just going to be a variety type YouTube show?
2: It, it's it's a variety show. Uh, it won't be on on YouTube because uh, we're we're getting a kind not not really an exclusive contract with Amazon, but it's uh, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Nice. And uh, they're going to be twenty two minutes long each, you know, so that we can actually pay our our performers, whereas on YouTube. Basically there's no money in that anymore. What the fuck but happened Amazon to
1: YouTube? Why did they right? make oh, all those changes and drive all of the all that talent
2: off of their platform?
0: They turned greedy.
2: Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, really? I think that's it. They just turned greedy. Like now you have to have uh over a thousand subscribers to even make any money. They they yeah. dropped the uh the, the amount that you could make. Uh and so like it, it's probably because they had a lot of people that were getting millions and millions of views for you know putting out the stupid annoying orange or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, or throw like agree. a bicycle chain in the microwave. I was like, there's nothing yeah, exactly. more American
1: in this show. There's a, there's a channel where every episode this dude just throws different shit in a microwave and blows it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the most American thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Blowing shit up in a microwave and it has like 6 billion views. Uh, and like 200,000 comments. I was like, yeah, it doesn't get any more stupid American than this, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, the good thing about Amazon is it has to meet certain standards, and you have to have it uh, like caption, closed caption for for the hearing impaired, or for people who just want to watch it silently. But it it has to meet a bunch of standards. But then the uh, the royalty rates are much higher.
1: Okay, nice. So, is doing the grunt yeah. work tedious to you? Like, so, do you sit in the editing room and help put this together, or are you just so creative yeah. like
2: you couldn't do that? Um, well, no, um, there's some of our own sketches that go on there. Plus, uh, basically, they, uh, our talent gets paid by the minute that they're, that they're shown. Nice. Um, whereas a lot of the minutes are, you know, bumpers that I've created or, or intros or our own sketches or our own bits. And so we, we do get a good chunk of that. But we give like uh, 85 to 90% to the, uh, to the performers a- after our expenses, though. And those expenses awesome. pay for like the editing and stuff like that.
1: That is sweet. All right, so let's talk about life after Evil Dead Live. Um, I know last time we talked to you, you said things really got fucked up with that show under new management ownership. Yeah. What is life like after Evil Dead when you were when was when did you do Evil Dead Live? When did you leave that
2: show like 3 years ago? Uh No, I left it at the uh, very beginning of 2017. So, I mean, it Oh, it's so it been, hasn't even
1: been 3 years. It's barely been 2, right? Yeah, no,
2: it's been like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, so, it'll be it'll be 2 years in January.
1: When you left that show, did you feel lost at sea? You were like, holy shit, dude, this is my bread and butter. What the fuck am I going to do now?
2: Well, not really, because uh, I, I was—I didn't really plan on doing that show. I, I, I typically am a film actor, you know what I mean? And so I, don't, I don't really do like the live show thing. Uh, but when I got the opportunity, I mean, obviously I took it because it's friggin' ash. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, I, I definitely loved it and loved dead, being with right? it. You know Bruce
1: Campbell yeah. said he's never doing Ash yeah. again, which I find devastating. Well,
2: but he said that he wouldn't mind a younger actor playing it and taking on the role. He wouldn't mind seeing the franchise still move on, but just without him. So I, I actually uh, sent a message to uh, to his right-hand man, Mike Estes, who, who we're kind of buddies with because of Evil Dead. And told him, Hey, if you need someone to play as right? I I've played it possibly more than, than Bruce has. <laughs> I was gonna say I think so, you have
1: some experience in that genre, yeah? right?
2: A little bit. I think I've done almost nine hundred shows, so
0: yeah Dude. <laughs> And I what, loved the series. Like really like that it was just it was But stars kinda uh, fucked them. Yeah, but it was yeah, so good because it was still campy and all the blood and it, it like it bordered on the ridiculous every single episode. But the story was still relatively interesting. And then, I mean, it had Lucy Lawless, so. You know.
1: But stars could have done oh, a absolutely. lot more with that show, and I feel like stars kind of chopped their leg out yeah. from under them. That's
0: true.
2: That, that, that was the problem that I had with the show is like they, they didn't take as many uh, chances. as They could like like this first season was the best show on television bar mm-hmm. none. No 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 one could even come close. Mm-hmm. But season two and season three is like. Man, they should have gotten to time travel. They should have gotten to like all the stuff that's in the comic books. I mean, they had so far to go with it, and they spent two years in his hometown doing basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Come on, guys!" Let's, they did let's, not
1: mine that creative gold, man. They could have did so much more with that's it. That's true. And it's like you have the platform when you're when you're on Netflix, a streaming channel, or you're on a pay channel. Like you,
2: like like on this show, there's no gatekeepers. So why not go as far as you can? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're filming in New Zealand. I mean the uh, the cost of of uh, filming was so far down, plus I mean New Zealand has all these great castles, they've got hobbit villages all, all these these things that they could have worked with, and they just they just didn't I mean they could have delved into time travel fantasy uh, I mean they're already dealing with like the supernatural they could have stretched that way farther than they did yeah. you know what i mean That's and, true. i'm just I'm just surprised that they that they kept themselves so limited,
1: yeah, All right. Well, let's move on because we got to get out of here very shortly. I want to talk about a couple other things we have going on. Um, Hundred Nights with Strangling Jack season two is coming up. What did you learn in yeah, season yeah. one that you won't be repeating or changing for season two?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, so in season one, I, I learned uh, I learned a lot about open mics versus clubs. Mm. So. Uh, <laughs> um, and,
1: uh, <laughs> educate, um, what's the difference? I thought open, mics. well, okay. Clubs.
2: So, so in open mics, you, you kind of have free reign to say anything you want. Uh, like, you know, you can, you can do like really hardcore, you can do dead baby jokes, all that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but, um, but if you go to a club, they're, they're expecting a certain line to be drawn. You know what I mean? And if you are going to do something really edgy, you've got to be great. You know what I mean? So if like, uh, if you're like, like a, a few of my friends are starting stand up and and they have like you know racial jokes and stuff like that, which are funny and they're not racist, but they are about race. And I'm like, dude, try them at an open mic, sure, but if you take that to a club, you might get booed off the stage, you know, because it, right. it's a very different expectation. And you you're have to be get, on get a like, lot David more Koss level,
1: right?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like you got to get good, and you have to have a lot of people that that know who you are before they before you start doing that sort of thing, so that they know. Like oh, we know this guy isn't isn't a racist or or anything like that. Where this is just funny jokes. And stuff like that. You have to have a bit of a following before you start really taking on the edgy stuff at a, at a club.
3: Yeah. So what? Are
1: you, how like... are you going to pivot from that then? In season two, are well, you that... already filming? Are you already filming season two?
2: Yeah, I got. Uh, I've got. I think uh, fifteen shows in the bag for Holy season two. Holy Wow. And, yeah, well, each season does like 33 shows, so I need to, you know, I wow. still have a, a lot more to do. I've got, Oh, well, I mean, I've got half half of it left to go. Are you uh, trickling
1: those out daily or weekly? How are you trickling them out once you go into season two?
2: Um. So with season one, I posted them basically the same day I did them. Uh, with season two, I'm going to post the, the full shows with the uh, episodes. So I'm going to post the nice. episodes. And then I'll post the three shows at the same time so that they can go and look at the three shows when they watch the episode and not get everything basically blown for them before the actual show comes out. Also, there's a lot of confusion in the first season where people are like, yeah, I saw your show. I'm like, no, no, you saw me doing stand up. You didn't see the actual show, you know, because the shows themselves are 100 nights, uh, you know, night one, blah, blah, blah.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
2: And we are like, oh, so that, that was that was the show. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was a good performance. Like, now and all the shows, like interviews and and topics and all that stuff, you didn't see the show. <laughs> yeah. And so Very I want to cool. kind of cut down that confusion a little bit.
1: All right, um, D, we're going to talk some Halloween since this is a Halloween show. What is Strangler Jack doing for Halloween in Florida? I got to imagine you have something I'm, crazy going on, right?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, me and the ladies just both started working and all that stuff. We got our day jobs all set up, so we're trying to figure out something to do. <laughs> we don't have anything set yet, uh, but now we actually have a little bit of money to put into costumes and stuff, so we'll probably end up just nice. uh, doing one of the clubs out here. Um, the other thing is, we both can get into, like, Universal and Disney for free, so we'll probably oh, do Halloween shit, Horror yeah. Nights and, Yeah. Was um,
1: so. Halloween always a big thing for you, or did you get into that later in life? When you were a kid, were you, like, balls out for Halloween?
2: Oh, oh yeah, definitely. It's always been my favorite holiday. Like, uh, when I was a kid, like, Same. I would do, like, these outrageous costumes, and I, I was doing impressions as a kid. <laughs> I still remember one where, like, uh, <laughs> I was dressed as Jim from Taxi. Oh, that's nice. I was, like, eight years old. <laughs> like, like they were like, Oh look at the nice cute little hobo and I'm like, I'm Christopher Lloyd
1: I'm like, <laughs> a, <I just> happened. <laughs> That
2: is awesome. Who is this kid?
1: Oh my so, god. I, I always see fun. people who come in like you that are in this genre and it seems like Halloween I mean I think different holidays gravitate towards your personality and it's like people yeah. in that genre, it's like I always talk to them, and they're like, Oh yeah, well of course Halloween was my thing, man. And it just makes me wonder, like, we're all so wired differently. They, everybody likes to say people are generally the same. I don't think people, like, when I talk yeah, to some people on the switch. far right, and I'm not going to get too political, like, I look at them, I go, you're a different fucking species than me. Like, we're not even <laughs> in the same animal kingdom.
2: Same <laughs> yeah, kingdom. Exactly.
1: You know, I'm not the same phylum as you are. Like, this this is, like, I don't have anything in common with you. So it seems like you have that DNA where you gravitate towards that. And that's what it's all about, right? Finding something you love and doing it. It's tragic when you see somebody creative and they're stuck, like, working in a factory putting
2: cogs in boxes, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, also, you got to know that uh, as a character actor, Halloween is the best day of the year. You get to be somebody else and you get to have... Yeah, yeah. So like, I I always do uh, costumes where I can do a voice and, and a and a persona along with it, you know all
1: righty hey let's hit this last thing we got to get out of here um i sent you guys an article the 20 highest grossing movies of all time i believe this is worldwide yeah it is it's worldwide well let's run through this list real quick because i have a problem with some of these and me and d had this conversation the other night where i was like silence of the lands that's not a fucking horror movie that's a thriller so let's kind of dig uh-huh. into this number 20 the ring i'm assuming everybody here has seen the ring right
0: if they haven't, yes. they're high. Well, oh, you
1: mean everybody
0: just the three of
1: us? Yeah, get <laughs> yeah, the three of them. All right, so we don't need to touch on that. But number nineteen is Get Out. Get, how is Get Out mm. a horror
2: movie?
1: <sighs> I know Get Out is yeah. happening in Alabama. Is that a horror movie? Like right. how is Get Out a horror movie?
2: No, yeah, that would be a thriller for sure. That's what I like. I, I, you mentioned that in the email that that uh, a lot of, uh, I think the uh, the 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 basis for a horror movie somehow stems in the supernatural. And I I agree with that to an extent because I would, uh, but I would also consider movies like Saw.
0: I think Michael Myers was intended to be a little more hardy than the normal human being. But at the same time, I'm not really sure if if he would be supernatural at all. Like Freddie is. Um, but I yeah. don't think Jigsaw was necessarily right, or Jason. I don't think Jigsaw was necessarily intended to be a supernatural story. And see, that's where you and I differ because I don't think horror has to be supernatural. I think supernatural is a is a type of horror for sure, but I don't think it has to require that. I think horror is just something that would frighten you, something out of the ordinary that can be terrifying, which I think is how get out gets into the genre like really like mother is supposed to be um a psychological thriller slash horror and i understand how that would get there because there are some parts of the movie that could be considered terrifying or whatever but i i just i think fantasy and i think supernatural is an entirely different like genre all on its own. Like I don't think I think it's like every whiskey is bourbon, but not every bourbon's whiskey. I think it's kinda like that. Does that make mm-hmm.
1: sense? Well let me defer to the person who has a lot more yeah, street cred in the <laughs> horror world.
0: Exactly. Strangling
1: Jack, does there have to be a yeah. paranormal or supernatural element of some sort for it to be a horror movie?
2: Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not sure about that because, like, once again, I, like, Saw is a good example because it's definitely a horror movie. I mean, people are getting chopped up and there's blood and there's gore and, mm-hmm. and extreme situations, but it's not necessarily supernatural. Well, I'll give you another example. Like, like, okay, so in season two of After vs. Evil Dead, they had the whole storyline of him being uh, uh, in the mental hospital and all this stuff being in his head. You can right. make a super uh, a, a yeah, you can make a horror movie that has that basis where where you know all these crazy supernatural things, demons, and all that stuff are, are happening, but it ends up being that it's all in the person's head. You still had a horror movie, but it's still based in the material world, you know.
1: Well, that brings me to number eighteen, which is the village. Now, the village when you uh, watch that movie, Shyamalan. When you watch that, that movie, you think that there is a supernatural antagonist, mm-hmm. right? But come to find mm-hmm. out, it's all a fraud. So at the right. point where they walk out, they escape the village in a fucking Mack truck drives by playing Motley Crue songs. Are they in a horror movie yeah. still?
0: I, okay, so yeah. let me answer that with, I just Googled <laughs> <laughs> because that's I'll the trust
1: google the internet is fake news i you know can't it. trust the internet
2: so
0: um,
2: yeah, 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 i right. looked through the
0: merriam-webster and then i looked for wikipedia because wikipedia tends to be uh written a little easier than um you know a little easier to understand so according to wikipedia which isn't of course the any kind of you know anything you can trust but it's whatever. Um horror is a genre of speculative fiction which is intended to or has the capacity to frighten, scare, disgust or startle by inducing fear, feelings of horror and terror. So um it can be it's frequently su- supernatural though it can be non um and so sometimes it can be a metaphor whatever the horror genre has changed from ancient greece all the way up into now but yeah it doesn't have to be supernatural it just is intended to or is able to scare you basically or disgust you which i think is a very interesting way to define it because it's not just like to me saw isn't frightening at all but it is disgusting So I think that's how that is measured. Right. So things like Freddy, well, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm a weird case anyway, because most things do not frighten me. I would say 98% of all the horror I've ever seen in my life doesn't frighten me. But I also grew up like third grade reading Anne Rice and Stephen King. So um, I had a very like I guess advanced base as far as uh, horror and psychological terror and things like that to go from. So it's going to be a lot harder for me. Um, and, and so like even things like The Blob, which to us isn't frightening, it was intended to frighten people. So therefore would be considered horror, right? Like Day of the Triffids is one of my all time favorite horror movies ever, ever. In the universe just ever and it's not frightening at all but its intention yeah. was to make people afraid of these like alien plants so, so what
1: you're saying is a Trump rally or the GOP's platform is a horror movie
0: you know if it was film yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah Fox News if it's film, is horror <laughs> it, it absolutely is absolutely. because it's intended technically if you go by the actual definition of the genre yeah Fox News is horror because it's intended to frighten or disgust.
2: They aren't, exactly. They're intended to frighten. Oh, and boy. That, we're that, getting that's the whole point off. of it.
0: Yeah. We're going to get <laughs> pipe bombs. You know what? I know exactly what packages <laughs> are on the way. It's okay. I don't have to accept anything. Good thing
1: we don't have a mailbox. I know, right? We or have a mailbox app. only, <laughs> so suck on it. <laughs> All right, so Annabelle's on here, right? 17, I agree with that. Silence of the Lamb. there again. Uh It's just a story of a serial killer on death row. It doesn't seem like
2: a horror movie to me.
0: Right, and you only see it for a few minutes. Isn't that crazy?
2: But then you look at the uh, Buffalo Bill aspect, Mm. and, you know, he's tearing people's skin off and wearing it and stuff like that. I mean, that could be considered definitely in the horror genre. You Mm. know what I mean? All
1: right, well, 15 is what lies beneath. Um, Annabelle creation i guess is a prequel probably is 14 yeah, shutter island was amazing that's 13 okay so here's the one i had the biggest problem with i don't even know how you make an argument that this is a horror movie number 12 is ghostbusters how in the fuck
2: is Ghostbusters? no
0: no that that's a very loose and i think incorrect definition of, of yeah that, of that's, of that's a comedy yeah I mean, there yeah. is some supernatural stuff to I it. I mean, if that's,
1: a, if that's a fucking horror movie, then so is Casper the Friendly Ghost. Right. So is <laughs> the Addams Family.
0: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I don't know why that was put there. That's not, I think somebody screwed up there. Like, honestly, that's like a typo. Ghostbusters is the, not frightening. Yeah, the
1: Exorcist <laughs> is not on this list. And I really? feel like if Ghostbusters wasn't on this list, there would have been room for The Exorcist to make yeah.
0: it. Because The Exorcist, just, yeah, I mean, it's a, I'm it's surprised a that isn't. You know, that's but it's like going psycho.
1: by box office, and I'm sure they're adjusting to inflation. All right, let's get through this. Eleven, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. once again. Yep. I mean, it's like I feel like Umbrella is like any fucking pharmaceutical
2: company,
0: I, which is exactly why it's so terrifying.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that—that <laughs> that could possibly happen, you know. Yes, Or like you—you uh, you see that new J.J. Abrams movie, Overlord. Which is oh, yeah. Resident
1: Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Van Helsing, number ten, mm. nine is conjuring, mm-hmm. eight is conjuring two. Here we go again. Seven horror movies. Seven is not a fucking
2: horror movie. Mm. What know, what what what's number seven?
1: No, number seven is seven.
0: With Brad Pitt.
2: Oh, seven. Yeah, yeah okay. I uh, Yeah, I would I would classify that of, as a thriller.
0: Yeah, like a a a psychological thriller, maybe. But I don't yeah. know if it's really... I don't know if that really counts. Like it's not. Neither do I. It's not scary. I don't know
1: who's making these lists. I'm Hannibal, of course, is number mm-hmm. six. Number five... Oh, wait. The Exorcist is on here. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go back and change all that. Okay. Uh, number five is science. Good. Are alien movies, in your mind, in the same genre as horror? I feel like aliens is more sci-fi.
0: Well... Well, yeah. It depends well, on how. Because... I mean, Darth Vader's
1: scary. So does that make fucking Star Wars no, a horror? No, no no, movie? no, no, no.
0: No, because the intention is not to frighten you with Darth Vader. He's not meant to be scary, he's meant to be like imposing and Darth-y. Dude, when I
1: was <laughs> seven years old, we had to leave the movie theater because my cousin Joey, R.I.P., rest in peace at the time got freaked out over Sinbad the seven voyages of oh Sinbad uh, the claymation like Cyclops and he was like we're out of here but it wasn't intended but did
0: intended that,
1: make... But did that make that a horror movie because a no. clay Cyclops drove my seven year old cousin no. and us out of the theater
0: no but for signs it to was him. supposed to be like the aliens were coming <laughs> right, to right. get you so I think that's how that was different it's like um, you know are the, the aliens ever coming to here still,
1: to bring or... us bun cake aren't they always coming here to fucking get us I
0: not in PAX. He he was. Or nice. Paul? Did you
2: ever see Paul? I
0: don't. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I love
2: that movie. It's one of my favorites.
0: I mean, and the day the Earth stood still. I don't. I don't know that Keanu Reeves was necessarily trying to scare us. He was just being all brooding and shit.
1: Yeah, you can never be. <laughs> you can never be afraid of Keanu Reeves. Okay, no, <laughs> no, no, never. Never. On um, The Exorcist is four. Here's another one. I have a problem with Jaws. Is Sean's a
0: horror movie? Technically. I mean, what else would it be?
2: It has a lot of the aspects of it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. What else would it be? Because, I mean,
0: a it is, uh, it there's action. a lot of
2: blood, there's a lot of.
0: It's yeah, meant to frighten you, though. Like, what it's meant Sharknado? to startle you. Is Sharknado a horror movie? No, Sharknado's meant to make you laugh. <laughs>
2: Ghostbusters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a comedy. Exactly.
0: That's why Ghostbusters shouldn't be on that list. But now Jaws was yeah. done in a relatively serious way where they're like, you know, shark into water, don't go into water. You know what I mean? It's like it was meant to scare you. Like that was the obvious intention of that movie was to terrify you of sharks but well, he's such an
1: incredibly and- restrictive villain, right? Like he's yeah. not going to bite bite your head off at Applebee's. He's not going to attack you at, on a roller coaster.
0: Hey, most- jaws
1: can only maneuver in the water, so just right. stay the fuck out of the water and you took but that, away all his power. That's how a
0: lot of when you think about it, that's how a lot of villains are, right? It's like yeah. um, dude, it's Jason went fairy. to
1: Manhattan. Jason went well, to space.
0: I know Jason Jason's a everywhere. little different, Kay. No, like the Tooth Fairy in um, – I can't remember what the heck that Darkness movie is. Darkness Falls. There you go. Like she can only get you at night if you are in the dark. No, no. Like,
1: she could get you anytime if you're in the dark.
0: Well, yeah. I mean she could only but she can only get you in the dark, which – I mean The Exorcist, it, it was very much – well, no, that was more anywhere. But it was usually like mirrors was only mirrors. I mean a lot of these movies have rules. A lot of the – the killers have rules except for scream who said the rule is break all the rules so
1: <laughs> by I mean, the way strangling jack i have a theory once a horror franchise yeah. goes into space like hellraiser and jason and mm-hmm. leprechaun that's the end right
2: it's done, <laughs> <laughs> it's just done. Uh, unless it unless it starts in space
0: yeah right unless it starts what about in that? space but
1: mm-hmm.
2: when you take somebody yeah, like, who's like always rising or something like cam- that
1: yeah like mm-hmm. once they go, like when Michael Myers goes into space, we won't be seeing any more Halloween movies, right? No,
0: then he's dead. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Chucky goes <laughs> I, to, I space. to space. Right? We know
0: he's done.
2: Oh well, well, now hold on. What if we get the, uh, the the Elon Musk colony on Mars and he ends up going over there and starts killing people? Now that that, that could be a thing. That could be a thing.
1: But usually I feel like it's the end of the franchise when they were like, what else? What's Leprechaun like fucking? What was it? Like seven, eight came around. Where else can we stick Leprechaun? They're like, let's stick him in space.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think think that's actually the title of the movie is Leprechaun 8 Jumping the Shark. (laughs) Uh,
0: There you go. Can we have Sharknado in space, please? I think. Oh, Oh,
2: yes, please. (laughs) Just, uh, hey, just, uh, no. just on a Russian space station, just terrifying some cosmonauts. I, mean, I, I would watch that.
0: I Dude, I actually, I, for as much <laughs> as we make fun of it, I actually really, really love Sharknado. Oh, I
1: look like, forward to it when they come Yeah. <laughs> You're well, like, shark Nado, about let's Sharknado, watch it. We're
0: going to God, we're going to watch it. I'm going to make a giant bowl of popcorn. We're going to sit around with beers. We're going to laugh at everything. Okay, drinking game, guys. Every time you see a shark where it naturally could not live, you take a drink. 10 minutes in, you'll be drunk off your ass. <laughs> I like
2: that hey. game. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, we're doing that
1: is <laughs> the downside of Sharknado? I watch Sharknado on Netflix, right? The downside is what your cue is gonna say recommended for you after you
2: watch Sharknado. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just Seriously. like a
1: stream of like Mega Shark, Sharks and Paris.
2: The, the room. Yeah, yeah. all the stuff.
1: The Muppets go to like, Sharknado. Like really cool fucking documentaries in here about the military industrial complex or like King Corn, how like <laughs> corn surfs destroying our bodies, and now it's all Oh, like Piranha Six, Piranha's yes. on vacation, and like yeah.
0: it fucks your Piranha meets f- King Kong so bad <laughs> when you watch a
1: Sharknado movie. There's no going back. All right. For number really two. a really big
0: fish that ate too much food.
1: Exploded out of its tank. Put some train and wheels on. <sighs>
0: now.
1: um, The Sixth Sense is number two. Yeah. Who wants to guess what number one is at $700 million? Think,
0: think, 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 think. Uh, if it's not Exorcist.
1: It's pretty obvious. Chris, you want to take Amity the first? Amityville? Nope. Uh, no,
0: mm-hmm. no, wait, wait. I can do this. I can do this. On, uh, there's a whole culture,
1: culture built around this a couple years ago.
2: Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street?
1: No.
0: Uh, not Jason. Right? Man, you
1: guys are going to be kicking yourselves. When I, I tell
0: am. You. It's alcohol. Wait, wait, wait. I can do this. I can do this.
1: It's not Wally.
0: It's not Blair Witch. No. God, Oh, no. thank God. Uh, you know, at the time, my girlfriend at the
1: time that movie came out thought it was real and I was like, dude, they were just on a Tonight Show last night. It's not fucking real. And it no, wasn't no, no. It's real. No, it wasn't Bled. Blit-
0: <laughs> I don't know. I give. I give. I don't know.
1: Strangling Jack. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Oh. What is You said there's seeing? a whole culture built around it? Yeah. What, what was did that we start what? seeing Rome in the streets a couple years ago? Oh,
0: zombies. Oh, the... right? No. Oh. No.
2: We like The Purge, or um... oh, no,
0: it. There was clowns. I everywhere. know, right? Oh, it! Oh, <laughs> she thought that was real.
1: No, she thought Blair Witch was real.
0: Oh, okay. I was gonna say, what did the you say?
2: Did wrong you wrong? say it?
0: It is it. a number one oh,
1: grossing yeah. horror movie of all time. Okay, seven hundred million dollars.
2: Which makes... uh, which version?
1: Yeah, that's what the, the new one. Version two
2: thousand and
0: yeah. seventeen version. Okay. Well, sure, because we all right. grew up all with right. that shit, and so we had to see the new one. I mean, it really, it was was good. I saw the old one, I loved it. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a huge, huge Stephen King fan. And, uh, like, seriously, I've honestly been reading Stephen King since, like, third grade, maybe earlier. And so his thing is always that he always says he's never frightened because the things in his head are way scarier than anything he could ever see. And I say the same thing. Um, but it was great. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I got to live there for a little while, but a lot of, most of the Stephen King stuff though, I get really, really happy with because I've noticed that he seems to keep just enough rain on everything to keep it true to where he was going. Oh, he's
1: a master storyteller. Um, is that your favorite horror movie? What's, what's you guys' favorite horror movies of all time?
2: (sighs) Mine is probably, uh, it's another Stephen King one, but like it didn't get a lot of acclaim. But did you ever see Silver Bullet? No,
0: we haven't. And I haven't.
2: Cycles on of the Werewolf. Ooh. Oh, dude, it's great, and I I saw that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a scene where like the werewolf is right right in the uh, like the crack of of the window where there's a couple of drapes around the side of it. You just see his face for a second, and I saw it as a kid. So I mean. Every time I saw a window crack open, I would see the werewolf face. <laughs> it, just, it, it made me insane. It was great. Nice. But yeah, I mean, it was very well told. Uh, good characters. You know, the the main character is like a crippled kid and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's it's good mystery, but there's also plenty of horror blood guts. It's well, very uh, well
1: CGI kind of ruined the industry because I remember watching movies like Creepshow when I was little, and even though everything was done with like plastic masks and all that crap. It it almost seemed more eerie because they—it was a more restrictive. Or do you remember that movie? Um, Not the Waxworks that was in the '90s or 2000s, but it was like this old movie about them going to a wax museum, and they would like go into another museum. Yeah, they would go into another dimension, and one was a werewolf dimension, and one was like a Phantom of the Opera dimension. Like that movie creeped the fuck out of me, and I don't feel like you could get creepy on that level now because everything's I, so slick.
0: See, I disagree. I think because you have things like think about um Haunting of Hill House, which if no if you guys haven't seen it, if anybody But that is a thought.
1: slick ass movie. That is a very well done, very it woven is. together movie, but when you have a movie that's bizarre and choppy, yeah, that I, kind of fucks with your mind more, I feel like.
0: See, the stuff that's bizarre and oh. choppy pulls me out of the story. To me, it has to be a very, very well-written story. Like, Langoliers gets me every time, not because of the special effects or the lack thereof, but simply because of the story itself. Like, they could totally redo that, and I've seen, um, I've seen, like i've seen a a lot of you know stephen king stuff over the years and a lot of it that's been redone and like the mist but the
1: redones are never as strangling jack i mean this is it i I can't believe i've never even asked this before evil dead the original versus the remake the remake's a lot slicker it's a lot grosser but you'll never fucking match the
2: original evil Mm. dead right no no absolutely and a lot of it is because of those practical effects and and the uh the, the grittiness and and the fact that it's that it's you know made made for twelve dollars you know <laughs> you know what i mean like the, the stuff that they had to do like they had to to rely on the story and they had to rely on on the performances and stuff like that whereas with uh the new version all they relied on was the blood and guts i mean yeah i i, I agree you, you can't really compare those the older that. movies Another, are a
1: lot more charming
2: yeah. Also, another great example is uh, the American Werewolf in, Lo- in, in London versus American Werewolf in Paris. You know what I mean? That would, the, like the werewolf transformation in London was was all practical, but I mean it was amazing. And that it was, was a huge you know, was,
1: deal. I mean that I don't know who directed yeah. that movie, but they were breaking John
2: boundaries. John Landis.
1: John Landis. Yeah, okay, John so Landis. he was breaking yeah. boundaries with that movie.
2: Yeah, and that led him to getting like the the Michael Jackson thriller video and all that stuff. So I mean and also i also love it when comedians write horror movies because that's the same example with evil dead and with uh uh american World in london they're like they they they're comedy writers you know he went from from doing uh, animal house to doing <laughs> to doing, doing uh, uh american World in london like when they when they do that because uh, like the comedy just adds a life to it like even if it, there's not a single joke in the entire movie it it has a timing and a pace that that makes you like like pay attention you know
1: And it also has a bent to it, right? Like in Evil Dead 2, when Ash starts laughing and the lamp is laughing and, like, the fucking deer on the wall is laughing and everything. I'm like, this is every badass trip I've ever had in my life.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's something to be said for, for wit and the quick mind to make these kind of things look really fun, you know?
1: Well, I'll have to say, and I think this is John Carpenter's best, and I don't even know if you guys (laughs) have seen this movie, but I think In the Mouth of Madness is the best horror movie ever made. Uh,
2: I have not seen it.
0: Have I
1: seen it? Yes, it's the one with Sam Neill, and he goes to find (sighs) this horror writer, Sutter Kane, who writes these horror novels, but actually what he's writing is the end of the world, and demons are like taking over the planet. It is a mindfuck of a movie, and it's probably from the early 90s. And Sam Neill, man, I also um he was in Event Horizon. Nobody plays horror like Sam Neill.
0: That's true.
1: That's yeah. good. Well, maybe Bruce Campbell, of course, but Sam. Wow. Neill, yeah, come on now,
2: how are you? Can't say nobody. You got old Bruce there. Right, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but Bruce is like coming from a different side of it, right? Bruce, Bruce is very animated. Absolutely. Sam Neill is so calm. When yeah. and and he looks like a business dude. Like he looks like a guy that would do your fucking taxes. So, when you see that guy doing horror movies, it's like, this is like watching it's,
2: my uncle do horror movies. Yeah. 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 It becomes much more real when you see someone like that.
1: All right. Well, let's end there, because we're going close to an hour. Um, Mr. Strangler Jack... Where can everybody find you online? Where can we find Blue Comedy TV? And where can we watch? I know Blue Comedy is on Amazon. Do when when they do Amazon because a lot of people come in here and they'll tell me they have stuff coming on Amazon, and I'll look on the Roku box. Is that exclusive on Amazon and the internet, or can you find it on the Roku app as well?
2: I'm not sure if you can find it on on Roku, but I mean I I know like most of the smart TVs have uh, have an Amazon channel, or you can go and you can see a lot of the. Uh, the user-generated content, uh, and you can do that anywhere. Basically, that Amazon's uh, showing yeah. their user-generated stuff, uh, but definitely on the computer and on your on your phone, you can see it. I don't know about Roku though.
1: Nice. Yeah. Where is well, everybody? Well, there is
0: gonna... an Amazon um, app for the Roku, so I would say that means that it would be able to be found. Yeah, it's it probably little more difficult because Roku tends to yeah, be you little might have weird. to dig.
1: But I yeah. know I've gone on the Amazon Prime on Roku, and I'll click on something I want to watch. There used to be this old show with Napoleon – what's his name? Danny Heater? Mm-hmm. John Heater? John Heater. Yeah. John with Heater. But John, John Heater, this really dumb zombie show, and when you press it, it's like only accessed on Amazon.com. So sometimes that stuff that you can watch on the internet, it isn't on the actual mm-hmm. Roku box on that platform. Yeah. I don't know how they make these fucking decisions. Because it seems totally arbitrary to me. So, All right. Well, everyone can search it out. Where can we find you online,
2: Mr. Strangling Jack? Uh, Of course, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, uh, at at Strangling Jack. I also have stranglingjack.com, bluecomedy.tv. There's not a lot there right now because we're still developing. Uh, also, very soon we're going to be putting out a uh, show called Hawthorne Street, which is a which is a horror show. It's a audience choice horror show. Um, nice. That doesn't have any online presence yet because it's still in development. But uh, but that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, what does like audience
1: that. choice mean?
2: So uh, basically, at the end of each episode, you get to vote to see what each of the characters do. So basically, the next episode that comes out will be based on the the audiences' of choice. Uh, that's like as right. far as like you know, you got. Yeah. So you get a hundred votes that uh, that Kimberly goes goes around the house rather than in the door, then she gets killed. So depending on what the audience chooses, everybody could survive or everybody could die or somewhere in between, you know?
1: Jesus. Nice. That sounds like a huge project. Do you write do you write something like that on the fly depending on the audience? Or do you already have an outline of every possible script and then when the audience uh, picks, you have to pull that? Frame every
2: possible yeah. It's every possible uh direction. Plus we have all the footage, uh, filmed for every possible direction. We don't have everything edited because uh, we have the the basic story edited, and then it gets it gets each episode gets augmented by the choice. And so we edit those basically during the week.
1: Dude, I remember, and I think it was either the late eighties or the early nineties that board game Clue came out with a movie. And it had, like, five separate endings. And I remember what a big deal that was. Do you you hear about this movie Clue? You could go to, like, see it five times and see five different endings. And nobody was doing that back then.
2: Yeah, we noticed no one did that nowadays. I've been wanting to do a choose-your-own-adventure-style show for a long time. I wanted to do it with Evil Dead, uh, and I wanted to do it, like, basically in a giant apartment complex and make it, like, a big D&D game. But uh, but my fiance yes. had this uh idea for the show, uh, Hawthorne Street, for a long time, and that's a working title. That's basically just where it takes place, kind of a sil- Silent Hill type of a universe, but right just on. different. Uh, and so she had that idea in mind for a long time. And when I talked to her about doing a choose your own adventure type of thing, she's like, "Yeah, that that'd be great." And then yeah. we, we realized that that literally choose your own adventure would be very hard to do. But if you make it audience choice, that means that there's a lot less. Uh, grunt work that has to be done. Well, yeah, and I don't
0: know if you know this, but there's a lot of... I'm actually in the middle of one, like, right now it's on the screen in front of me. I'm kind of obsessed with these new... It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book f- app thing, mm-hmm. and they have pictures and all that stuff, and you you, you go through it, just like a choose-your-own-adventure book when we were kids, except the amount of choices is a whole lot less, and there are a lot of choices mm. that actually still lead you through the same main storyline. It's just some of the minor yeah. side stories that would change. So that's actually, like, that is totally something I would... I, Dude, I cannot imagine how that. It's kind of like explain. the
1: old uh, mud games, right? The old interaction fiction games that were just text. Yeah. Oh yeah, it yeah, it I remember those.
0: yeah. And it leads you on a very specific storyline, but you do have enough choices throughout that you really feel like you're guiding. I mean, you're when you think about it, you're kind of not, but you're guiding the story yeah. just enough so that. You're picking like who you end up with at the end, or you know if you end up over here as the ruler of the new. And there's place a certain or... amount
1: of narcissism in it So that oh, plays yeah. really great into our social media,
0: oh, yeah. of like
1: self-obsessed Absolutely. world. Like I chose this movie. I made this movie. Like go the way it's gonna yeah. go. So, yeah, it, it definitely like is like, hey, pick teams, and where is this movie going to go? This That is perfect, dude. I'm excited yeah. to see this. When can we look forward yeah, to yeah, Blue Comedy TV in Hawthorne Street? Is this going to be uh, happening so early Comedy next TV,
2: year? Yeah, Blue Comedy TV is going to be uh, coming out with alongside uh, the big pilot season in, uh, around February. Um, so it, we, we made it to where it coincides with that so we can get a lot of uh, advertising on a lot of the uh, new show lists. Uh, Hawthorne Street will begin filming in January Nice and probably won't be able to to start uh, watching and voting until uh, next summer
1: Very cool do you ever worry about going to mainstream or do you are you comfortable kind of where you are or are you is there an end game or are you just creating
2: uh, Currently I'm just creating but the end game is obviously to be way the hell more mainstream <laughs> you know the more viewers you can get the better and that I don't have a problem with the mainstream or the whole selling out thing because if something really good gets seen a lot, it's great. You know what I mean?
1: We are in the golden era of television. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. I hope you find something to do and have
2: a fabulous Halloween in a couple of days. All right. Happy Halloween. That's my, that's my Santa Claus voice too. Merry Christmas, you know. That, that's
0: a good you, Halloween voice,
1: though. Do like you think really Santa realize. should start like um, opting himself out and start doing like Halloween and stuff like that? Wait, who? What? Do you think Santa Claus should start taking over as a Halloween mascot too?
2: Oh sure, yeah. Just he needs some to some branch out. His, uh, I mean, he's already got a red suit, you know.
1: Yeah, he needs to branch his brand out. And I know there's like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and those kind of movies. But maybe we need yeah. to have like an actual Santa come around and it's like, I drop candy in your chimney. I'm Santa Claus. I don't just work one day <laughs> a year now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's already wearing a costume. He's already a, 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 nothing scarier than an old guy in pajamas. I mean, come on now. Yeah.
1: Plus, he's one letter away from <laughs> Satan, so that seems like it's. Yeah, Satan Claus. Oh
2: my God. Satan's claws? Go. I mean, come on. Yeah. There it, you it, go. It fits There's a Claus well.
1: in your Santa versus to sell your Satan. Soul? Oh
2: God. That would
1: be <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let you get out of here. Chris, thank you so much for calling in, and we will be in touch. All right, thank you for having me. That was fun. All right, uh, we are out of here. We'll be back uh, mid November. We're taking a couple weeks off to enjoy our life, right, D? Yes.
0: Lots, well, we lots got of some lies. new content
1: coming out mid next month, and you know, it's always hit and miss around this time of year.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we have lives. We're human beings. That's just kind of the way it goes.
1: But this was episode 95. I want to knock out four more episodes before the end of the year so we can launch next year with episode 100.
0: And Ooh. maybe somebody cool like the dude.
1: like that. One. I have been talking to Jeff Bridges people. I don't know if that's going to work out or not. We can but, cross our fingers.
2: Yeah, that would but be gonna, amazing. Right? I'm not
1: going to do anything. Like I'm not like I want to find somebody I've never talked to somebody way out there in the stratosphere before I launch that hundredth episode. So I'll be working diligently during the break to get somebody really, really like amazing for the hundredth episode. Someone I've been sweating for twenty years, and it's not going to happen Campbell. with Shatner. The Shatner's people. Start <laughs> oh to my know god, do you kn- dude,
0: I would die. Like, I I can't even like Bruce Campbell. That would be like. I would yeah, probably
2: would be awesome. Too. I would choose right. myself. That would be awesome.
1: Alrighty. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>
3: Told having a ball And something about Elm Street was the movie we saw The way it started was decent You know, nothing real fancy about this homeboy named Fred And this girl named Nancy But word when it was over I said, yo, that was F And everything seemed alright when we left But when I got home and laid down to sleep That began the nightmare on my street I was sweating, man, I was bugging I checked the clock, it had stopped at 12.30, it had melted, it was so darn hot And I was thirsty, I wanted something cool to quench my thirst I thought to myself, yo, this heat is the worst But when I got downstairs, I noticed something was wrong I was home all alone, but the TV was on I thought nothing of it As I grabbed the remote, I pushed the power button And then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind It said, Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was Broke outside in my drawers and screamed so long, cuz Got halfway up the block I calmed down and stop screaming And thought Oh, I can't, I must be dreaming. I strolled back home with a grin on my grill I think since this is a dream I might as well get ill I walked in the house The big, bad, fresh prince But Freddy killed all that noise Real quick He grabbed me by my neck and said Here's what we'll do. we got a lot of work here. Me and you, the souls of your friends. you got me all wrong i ain't partners with nobody with nails that long look i'll be honest man this team won't work the girls won't be on you Fred your face is all burned Fred got mad and his head started steaming. but i thought what the hell i'm only dreaming i said please leave Fred so i can get some sleep but give me a call and maybe we'll hang out next week i pat him on the shoulder said thanks for stopping by then i opened up the door and said take care guy he got mad drew back his arm and slashed my shirt at first and thought hold up that hurt it wasn't a dream man this guy was for real i said Freddy, uh how has been an awful mistake here no further words and then i darted upstairs crashed through my door then jumped on my bed pulled the covers up over my head said oh please do something with fred he jumped on my bed but through the covers with his claws tried to get me but my alarm went off and then silence it was a whole new day i thought <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway, until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Oh, man, I got I got Come on, come on. Come on, Jeff, answer. Come on. up, Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, would you you listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Jeff, listen to me. Don't go